Welcome to bonus episode number five of Talk Direction. For those of you guys who don't know, and I know it's been a while since we've had a bonus episode, um, we sort of do these little extra bonus episodes where we can talk about stuff that's not super One Direction related, um, or like just sort of a fun holiday themed thing that is One Direction related. It's more like a, a sort of laid back um, episode rather than having news and a main discussion than like different things at the end. It's just like, you know, we get on and talk and we don't really edit these ones that much. We just sort of go for it. Um, so this time we will be doing an advice episode and we've had different people write in asking for different types of advice and we're going to do our best to try to answer those. Um, but first Kara said earlier today that she had a story that she wanted to tell on the podcast today and I don't know what it is. <laughs> Um, but take it away, Kara. Okay, first of all, I want to, um, for us to introduce ourselves, just in case this is the first time tuning in for anyone. I'm Kara. Oh, did I not include nope. that? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Caitlin. Hi. Okay, well, there we are. Okay, so, yeah, this is, um, I haven't, like, prepared this story, um, and I'm not the best storyteller, but, like, it's just, like, a weird coincidence, and it was 1D related, so I was like, okay, I have to put this on. Um, okay, so... Um, I don't have class today, it's Fridays, and, um, so I was like, I don't know, I was, I have so many essays I had to do, and so much reading to do, but I decided to instead do my makeup, and just, like, kind of walk around and do whatever, and, but the one thing I definitely did want to get, um, I knew I wanted to get done was, um, vote in the primaries, which I have to, um, I can do, since I'm abroad right now, I'm in England, I'm studying abroad, um, I had to print out a form and then, like, scan it, and, like, I don't have a printer in my house that I'm staying in, but I, so I had to go to the school that, you know, like, that I have for study abroad. Um, I don't know why I tried to explain what a school was, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I was in the computer lab, and I always, like, gravitate to this one computer. It's the one in the middle. There's, um, three computers on one side, and I always go to the one in the middle. I don't know why. It just called out to me, so I went there, um... And I was having, like, the, a really difficult time, like, trying to scan or, like, trying to take a picture of my ballot and send, or, like, attach it to my, the email. Um, this is gonna sound so random. Like, you probably have no idea where this is going, and I had no idea. I yeah. do not know where um, this is going. So I was, like, looking, I had to, like, figure out how to, like, attach it, and I was trying to find, like, the, uh, you know, the picture I downloaded, like, where it was on the, um on the computer, and, um, so when I was, like, scrolling through the, you know, the documents trying to find it, um, sometimes people, um, save their essays to this computer, even though it's, a, like, a public computer, but, like, you have to print it out, so, like, sometimes you'll save it, and you, like, will forget it's there or whatever, um, so there's a bunch of essays from, like, all these random people, and, like, I, like, I happened to see this essay that was called Wendy and Fandom, and oh my god yeah and it was like it's like um so I was like are you kidding like did I write this like I, I thought that like I literally like had forgotten I wrote this or something it was like maybe like a paper I don't know obviously it wasn't though because it's a public computer and you don't have like your accounts or anything so I click on it and it's like this it's an essay it's like seven pages and it's um about One Direction and how the like how um the female fans are portrayed like so negatively and like are you literally serious? everything we've ever said oh, like is in God. this basically not like us but like did you save it yeah I printed it out um and I'm gonna oh, try good. and it's so weird because it was like from 
uh, <laughs> someone who was in my program in this um, spring 2015, so a year ago. So it's from a year ago. And um, the topic was map the connections and relationships between a British product or practice and the wider society, culture, and history. So this person decided to do it on One Direction and the fandom and fans and, like, and was, like, um, you know, like, uh, like, defending them. And it's just, like, so awesome. And I want to, like, get in contact with this person and see maybe if I could, like, post this somewhere. Because, like, I, it's like, kind of creepy that I, like, found their essay, but, like, it was just, like, through... No, but it's, it's so, so cool. weird, like, because, like, that's, like, the only computer it was on and if I hadn't like had all these troubles like trying to like figure out my ballot and stuff and like scrolling through all the like um documents like I wouldn't have never found it and it's so weird that I found it and it's like so awesome because I was like kind of like really afraid when I opened it I was like is this gonna be like really negative is this gonna like be talking about like I don't know like fangirls and or fans in a negative light and stuff but it was like so positive it talks about like how it's such like a you know great place to be and it's just like very accepting and it's like a sanctuary and just all-inclusive and it's like oh man it's just like awesome it's really cool so I don't know I just had to share that because it was just, it just like made my day like all those like weird coincidences coincidences that like had to like align for me to like see mm -hmm. that and it just it's just crazy because that's like what we always that talk about so here cool. yeah it's just like so exciting uh. I want to get in contact with the person now. Yeah, because, like, clearly they're on if the same... If you're listening, yes. you wrote an essay, you know, in England and put it on a computer yeah. in the middle, you know? <laughs> Tweet us. That'd be so cool. That would be so cool. Because I feel like we're just, like, yeah, we we definitely get along, so... Yeah. yeah. We'll have you on an episode. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. That'd be so cool. It really mm -hmm. would be. Um. All right. Thanks for the story, Kara. Mm -hmm. Um... Let's get into some of our questions now. Um, our first one came from an Anon on Tumblr, and they said, Could you talk about boy advice on an episode? There's a guy I like, but he doesn't notice me that much. Um, thanks. And this person's 14, almost 15. Uh, and they say, P.S. He's on my swim team, and he's about to turn 17. And then, thanks, heart, heart, heart. So, this person's 14, about to turn 15. They're on a swimming swimming team, <laughs> swim team, with um, someone who's 17, and they like them, but they don't get noticed. So, some boy advice. Now, I don't know boy advice. Kara, do you have boy advice? Okay, so I feel like this isn't going to be the type of advice... I don't know, um, that, I don't know, I just, like, want to preface this, I guess, or just, like, go in saying that, um, if someone, like, doesn't pay attention to you or, like, isn't interested in you, like, they're not worth your time, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it just, like, you want to be with someone who is so interested in you and, like, wants to be with you and wants to make time for you. Um, and I don't know, if it's just, like, someone who you're friends with who isn't, like, really, like, sending you the vibes that they're, like, romantically interested, um, I don't know. I wouldn't, like, be too invested in it. It's, like, I know, like, feelings, you can't, like, turn them off. But I think it's, like, um, good to just remember that, like, um, it's not... Oh, it's, like, it's not fun to, like, go after someone who's not interested in you because it just, like, you know, it leaves you getting hurt. 
Um, and I don't, I have no idea if this, this boy, he could be interested in you. He could be like showing it weirdly. I don't know. But I feel like the whole thing about like, if they're into you, like they won't, um, they won't show it or it'll be mean to you or like ignore you or whatever. Like, I feel like that's like a pretty unhealthy standard to set. Um, so I just feel like, you know, um, you could always like, you know, talk to him and, um, you know, try to like build up that but like if he doesn't seem interested in you then I would just like you know go on to the next one like I mean mm-hmm. easier said than done but um I think that just like remembering that you're a, like an you know a really interesting person like you're definitely worth someone's like full attention full interest um yeah I think that's definitely worth remembering yeah and I I definitely can relate all through sort of middle school and high school um I really liked this one person and he ended up getting a girlfriend at one point and it was really hard because I knew he didn't really notice me or think of me that way. And I think maybe when we were younger, he did. Um, but then like we sort of drifted apart and had our own friends. Um, but like it, it can be really tough. And I know I, I felt very strongly about him, like for so many years and that, that made it sort of almost worse because I got Mm. to know him and I liked him more as I knew him, but like Mm -hmm. we just like, that didn't ever end up coming to anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, I I think it definitely... When you're not with someone, like, you can be with yourself. And uh, it's not a bad thing to be not in a relationship. And a lot of times, I think, people around you can pressure you into being in a relationship or thinking that's the right thing to do um, to find someone. But there's not enough talk about how great it is to not be in a relationship and like be by yourself and I think that is also an option and you're and you're pretty young I mean you're 14 almost 15 you have a lot of years um and I think like like Kara said if they're not interested in you then don't maybe push too hard but if you think that something could happen you know talk to them um, try to go out of your comfort zone, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that's mm-hmm. so hard to say because, like, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm very bad at going out of my comfort zone for things like that. Um, yeah. But like, you know, you could do something and talk to them or invite them out or and maybe invite them out like in a group of friends to get to know mm-hmm. them better. Mm-hmm. Like on your swim team, maybe like all go out after practice. Um, things like that where it might be easier, sort of in a group dynamic than than one on one. Um, yeah, because then you get to, like, know them, and it's, like, I think that would be, like, the that's, like, the best way to go about it, I feel like, because mm-hmm. then, um, if you say, like, they don't notice you, then, um, I don't know, it's, like, more comfortable, I feel like, going out in a group, because I, like, emotions are really annoying, and I feel like if you like someone, you're, like, way more uncomfortable, like, way more awkward, so I feel like in a group, that's always a good thing to do, is a group mm-hmm. setting. Um, but, yeah, I hope, <laughs> I hope this is a little bit helpful, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I, I'd like to hear if anything happens, so definitely write in again, or if this is helpful at all. Do you have any other words to say of wisdom, Kara? I don't know. I just feel like I want you to know that, like, either way is fine. Like, you know, if you want to pursue it, that's totally fine. If you don't, if you want to just, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, that's totally fine, too, you know? I just, whatever makes exactly. you happy. Um, Okay, our next question comes from Fishy on, I think she wrote this in an email, Um, Mm -hmm. but 
They said, seeing as I'm going to be leaving for college in a few months, I'd love to know how your experiences have been. I'm most likely not staying in my home city, and I'd like to know how to deal with staying away from home and being in a new place with new people all of a sudden. It's something I'm dreading. I'm dreading and excited for. Um, Sort of along the same lines of moving away, how do you manage to keep in touch with everyone back home? You guys are obviously still very close, but I'm unfortunately someone who's lost a lot of close friendships over the years. Um, I guess I'm the common denominator and I should be working towards fixing that, but do you have any advice on how to stay close to your friendships or keep keep in touch or possibly salvage a once best friendship? Or how to get comfortable in a foreign environment like college when you're pretty introverted. How do you balance academics and socializing, both online and in real life? Kind of a silly question, I know. Being in the fandom, I guess we're all pretty active on social media. Well, almost everyone in our generation is. And you guys run a freaking weekly podcast. I must know all the secrets, but I find myself spending a little too much time online when I should be being productive. Sorry for the huge questions, but I'd love to hear from you guys. Smiley face, fishy. Um, and then we actually also got uh, very similar questions from someone on Twitter, at underscore Mary Jane underscore Perez, who said, advice on applying to college, like living, applying, everything college, sort of. Um, and then also advice mm-hmm. on high school classes to take, what's good for college. So this is sort of like, we're going to lump in and try to answer there was a lot of questions that Fishy asked and these other questions, and but I feel like Kara and I are both in a place where we can give um, a lot of advice on this stuff just because we've really literally just been through it, sort of the transition into college. We're both juniors in college, so we're in our third year, so we sort of, a couple years ago, we did that transitioning and we're in college right now, so we know how it's, how it is, so um, we're going to do our best to talk about things. Um, and, and hopefully answer mm-hmm. a lot of your questions. Um, I want to just start off saying that college is different for everyone. And I don't think there's like a quintessential experience that people make it out to be like. Um, a lot of times you might see like in movies or hear from other people that college is this like ultimate goal. Like a lot of people say like high school is the best years years of your lives. People say that about college too, where oh, like gosh. you're going to have your best times, you're going to meet your best friends, it's going to be the best thing ever. When like in reality, that might be true for some people, but other people it might not be. And to realize that like you don't have to fit a certain mold of what your college or your high school experience is like, uh I think is important to understand. Um, yeah, for sure. So, like, don't feel pressured to, like, make it this experience that you think you have to make it, I guess. Yeah, I think that goes with anything in life. I feel like, like, um, especially, like, media, like, pushes it on you and just, like, people get your expectations, like, I don't know, just, like, to think it's this one mm-hmm. path you have to take. And even the fact that, like, you have to go to college, you know? Um, but also, I feel like there's all this pressure to, like, make the most of everything and, like, in this certain way. But if, like, you know that that's not, like, what you want to do, like, going to parties and, like, doing all this kind of stuff, then, like, you don't have to. Like, you know, like, you have to, like, I don't know, figure Mm -hmm. out what makes you happy um, in college. And, um, yeah, I guess we'll have to, like, we'll have to go through all these questions because um, which one did you want to start with? Do you want to start with the, um, 
how to deal with staying away or like how to deal with staying away from home and being in a new place with all new sure. people all of a sudden Do first. Do you want to start us off then? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was so nervous for college. I feel like everyone is like even like the most, you know, intro- like extroverted, like outgoing people are definitely nervous for college because, you know, change is scary, but also change is good and necessary. And that's like the way that I think of like going into anything that's like really scary because like, I don't know, I'm not a person, I'm a pretty like habitual person. Um, you know, I kind of get stuck in my ways, but then like I, I feel trapped. Um, I just said that really weirdly. I said that with like a Chicago <laughs> accent or something. Um, <laughs> so funny yeah okay anyway but yeah so like in high school like when college came like I knew it was like the right time to like leave my hometown and I feel like you have to like weigh the pros and cons or just like um well in this in this case like you know focus on the benefits and I think that like if you stayed in like one place and just like didn't change up your life in any way your entire life like you would never like you know gain experiences and like meet new people and you would never like learn anything because you're doing the same thing every day and I think that like by going into a new place um you know like college um is just like such a great way to learn more about yourself and just like I don't know just like the things that like I've done and like been through in college like it's seriously like I've changed so much I think as a person and like gained so much insight about myself and other people that it just like it's such a like a I don't know a mind expanding experience I think that's Mm -hmm. such a cheap way of saying it but I I, I truly (laughs) think it is because I think you just like learn so much and I think change is so necessary and needed and I think it's so scary but like once you I don't know you just like get into it you won't feel as nervous I guess um because, like, once you're there, you're just like, oh, okay, I'm here. Like, I think the buildup is, like, what the scariest point is. I know for me, like, when I was um, – I'm studying abroad right now. I've already said, like, 12 times this episode. But, yeah, I'm <laughs> studying abroad, and I was, like, so afraid to do it. I was like, what the heck have I got myself into? Like, literally, what have I done? I'm going on a new continent. Like, I'm going with people I have, don't even know. Like, I literally can't do this. But, like, I think – and the buildup was so, like, terrible. But, like, when I got here, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm living. Like, I'm, you know, like, a person. Like, I can do this. Like, I've, like, been through new things before. And I think um, just, like, treat it as, like, a learning experience and, like, something – I don't know. Just, like, try to see it in a positive light because, you know, change is good. Um, I think that's, like, my underlying – thing of all things it just changes good and um not be not to not be afraid of it and just embrace it and just like um really just like take the moments as it comes and not try to like I don't know build up any expectations or any negative um thoughts into it that made no sense but like just like don't like think that it's gonna be any one way I think that's like what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. um yeah I definitely agree and in terms of like staying away from home for the first time like and I think this goes on with some of your other questions about like homesickness and and missing people um but like we are so lucky that we have phones and texting and Facebook and Tumblr and everything where you can stay connected and I know for me um like I would call home all the time especially like freshman and sophomore year like a lot of kids maybe call like once a week or whatever but I called like I talked to my mom like almost every day um when I was in in like the first two years now it's like not as often but like I mm-hmm. talked to her pretty frequently 
And like, as for my siblings, like we have family group texts, we have texts that we're sending each other. Snapchat is really nice because you can yeah. just like sort of update each other, but it's like less pressure to like be formal about it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's obviously really important, like to to try to stay connected to people that you love and you want to be connected with when you go away. Um, and I think that can help with like being in a new place. Um, yeah, for sure. And like, and with your friends too, who might be going to other places, uh, to, I would say like calling them is really, really nice. Yeah. And like, yes, I know for Karen, my friend group, we are in a group of five people and, um, we have like group texts that we text sometimes, or we have Facebook groups that we send links to, even if it's not like actually talking about what's going on in your life, simply like posting a BuzzFeed article that someone can comment Mm -hmm. on um was like so nice and and especially with Kara and I like I mean the I think the past year we've we've talked a lot more about like things other than One Direction as well (laughs) but like (laughs) I feel like freshman year like just being able to send Kara like a picture that I saw on Twitter of like Harry or something like that where you're still staying connected but it's not necessarily like divulging your whole life story to them yeah um because like sometimes that could be more pressure or like take longer Mm -hmm. um but, like, the little things. And then, like, every once in a while, call your friends. Talk to them on the phone. It might be, like, awkward or uncomfortable at first. Like, oh, wow, I haven't spoken to this friend in a couple months. But, like, you'll get back into it. And, like, I don't know. It's so nice to just have someone to just talk to who knows you. Because I think... Yeah. Especially freshman year, you still don't really know people that much. And... Yeah. It's nice to talk to someone who you can just be yourself with and who already knows a lot about you. So you don't have to explain yourself to them you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, like, I feel like one of the first things I remember thinking freshman year when I got into my dorm, I was like, I did not expect to be homesick. I was like, heck yeah, like, I'm going off to college. Like, I love my family, but I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally ready for a change. Like, literally, as my parents left and my brother left, I was, like, bawling, (laughs) like, crying so hard. I had to, like, go into the bathroom and, like, sob in the stall. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was not expecting that at all. So I feel like, I don't know. I didn't think I would be homesick, but then I was. And, um, but yeah, one of the first things I remember doing was just like getting online and like going on like Tumblr or YouTube or something. And I was just like instantly like in a comfort zone because the internet is the same every, pretty much everywhere you are. So it's like such like a comforting thing to like have things that are like the same and just Mm -hmm. like sort of like, you know, like also go out of your comfort zone, but like have things that like remind you of home. And like, I don't know, the internet is just like, oh man, I love it so much. Cause it just really does just, it's like my comfort zone. Um, yeah. and what was I going to say? Um, yeah, but for me, it's like kind of different because I think that I like get more homesick the more I talk to people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think I know when I'm like doing well, when I talk to my mom, like we text and Snapchat, like my mom's so cute on Snapchat. She'll like send me a <laughs> selfie. I'm just like, yes, this is great. Um, she just sent me like a video and she's like, hi, Kara. I'm like, yes, mom. Like, yes, I love her on Snapchat. We're like sending pictures of my dog, like really blurry snapshots. I'm like, this is great. Like I love live for this content. Um, but yeah, um, I feel like I'm doing better. Like when I only FaceTime her, like maybe once a week or like even once every two weeks, but like we're texting and stuff. But like, I think um, sometimes, like, I get more sad when I talk to them more often, I guess, because mm-hmm. then I'm, like, um, 
I guess, being reminded of, like, what I'm missing and stuff. Um, not to say that, like, you should, like, uh, be in denial or live in denial, but sometimes it's, like, easier to sort of, like, just text instead of, like, FaceTime because for some reason, for me, that, like, makes me more homesick and more sad for some reason. But also, yeah, just, like, being in contact with your friends in, like, really, like, light ways, you know, like, on Twitter, like, on Instagram, um, just, like, texting, being group chats, like, is just, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, it's good to, you know, especially because you say you're introverted and me and Caitlin are both, like, you know, introverted AF. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, college can be a pretty demanding time, like, you know, for your uh, social energy. So, like, um, you know, putting yourself out there and, like, trying to make new friends and stuff, but, like, also knowing that you can, like, ha- like text someone is, like, very comforting and, like, nice to, um, you know, have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And and going back to your comment on, like, the social media thing, I have a list of a whole yeah. bunch of stuff that I wanted to say for this topic. And yeah. one of them is, like, social media is everything. Because I really yes. do feel like there's such a comfort, especially, like, for YouTube for me. Like, I've been watching yeah. some YouTubers for so many years. And, like, mm-hmm. being able to sit down and, like, eat and watch a vlog that they do, it's just, like, it's so yeah. nice to see, like just have that consistency and see what someone else's life is doing. And, like, they almost Mm -hmm. feel sort of like friends in a way. I know when we listen to podcasts, you sort of feel like the podcast hosts are your friends. And, like, yeah, I think that's just nice to have things like that where it's sort of for yourself and, like, your own, like, sanity, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, And I don't know if this is, like exactly what you've asked but this is another point that I have um Mm -hmm. that it's really nice when you go to college to have things outside of your school life that are sort of just for yourself maybe sort of outside the whole school and maybe the friends that you meet there like with Kara and I we have this podcast which is really nice because it's not related to anything I'm doing at school um people have Mm -hmm. blogs um even simply just like getting a volunteer job off campus Um, to just, like, get you out of the college bubble, because I think when you're at college, everything sort of revolves around your school, like, all the activities you do are at school, all the academic stuff you do is at school. It's not like, I I know, I found, like, when I went to college, when you're in high school, you sort of have your school life, you have your home life. I did dance, so I had my dance life. There were a lot of different places I would go and like different things but when you're on campus a lot of times it can feel like it's all one thing and you can't separate yourself from it Mm. um so I found like doing things that like allowed me to separate myself from like the actual school was really nice because it's I don't know it gives you like a break and like you can sort of step back from one side of it and like take a break and go do something else and not think about everything else you have to do that's really interesting. Yeah, I like that. Thanks. Um, this is like literally completely. This is just like going into um college in general. I guess like I'm just kind of throwing everything that I've learned from like going in my freshman year. But yeah, so like friends, like that kind of stuff. So, um, I just like want to say that like I feel like you um people like like freshmen when you go, you're gonna like see people who like um I don't know how to say this. Um, you're gonna think, like, what the heck, like, why does everyone have, like, their best friend group Mm -hmm. already? Like, we've been here three days, like, I do not understand. Um, just know that everyone's, like, on the same page as you. Like, people are just, like, trying to, like, get to know people, and it's not, like, I don't know, I think that sometimes, 
um, is like sort of like forced a little bit and like people just like cling to the first people they meet and like we're gonna be best friends and just like know that like the people that you first meet like definitely be friendly to them you know be like um, you know be open to like having a friendship with them but like don't like think that just because you don't meet someone you click with right away or a group of people that you don't click with right away doesn't mean that like you're never going to because um, the friends that I was like friends with or like friendly with I guess um, first half of freshman year like I just felt like so I don't know I just knew that it wasn't like my definitive friend group and they were like really nice people but like I knew that it wasn't right and it didn't click and then like second half of freshman year is like when I found my like group of people and like it just like fell into place and like I know that doesn't happen to everyone but I think that like I don't know it just like I feel like in college people think that you make your best friends like literally like second week in or something but I just feel like you know be open to like meeting all these people I'm like I I don't know I'm not the um most anti-social person but like I'm pretty like sometimes when I meet someone I'm not like completely open to them 100% and I kind of write off people um probably more quickly than I should um because like you know um I don't know I like having a close group of friends and like a small group of friends but I feel like just definitely be open to it and just know that like when you see people who are like acting like best friends after three days it's not I don't know it's not like real but it's also like not I don't know everyone's in the same boat everyone's like so anxious to make friends and stuff but don't like force yourself into a friendship that you don't really click with I don't know you'll feel you'll understand like when you're in that mm -hmm. situation and and I like what you said like you don't it doesn't always happen for everyone like for me um yeah like Kara and I have had definitely a different experience in terms of making friends in college mm -hmm. um and when I came to college I was super fortunate to have a roommate that became my best friend and like we're super close and we kind of immediately clicked like right off the bat um, mm. I'm a little bit mm -hmm. slow to warm up to people too. Um, but like with yeah. her, we had sort of talked on Facebook a little bit. And like, as soon as I met, like I was being totally weird and myself and which was like super nice. Yeah. And I feel like that doesn't happen a lot for me. Um, yes. and it ended up being, she was the friend that I made and she's my friend at college, but I don't have another group of friends, you know, we're friends and I was on the crew team. Mm -hmm. So I was sort of friendly with people on the crew team but like she was my main friend and she is my main friend and I don't have another group mm -hmm. but I think you sort of having one person is even that's good enough you know and like currently yeah. I'm at school yeah. and I and my my best friend from college is away on study abroad and I'm here alone and I think as a junior that's kind of okay for me and I'm in a place where I'm totally okay with like being on my own and not having a friend group all around mm -hmm. um but like mm -hmm. know that it's okay to I think like you have sort of expectations and I didn't I don't know if I had super high expectations coming to college I guess I did because like like I said Kara and I were in a really close friendship group and like we mm -hmm. like we were each other's friends like that's who we were like we didn't really I mean we had like sort of side friends but like really we were like a core main group and it was so yeah. great. We, like, did everything together and we, like, talked to each other and, like, we were, like, in this together type thing. Um, and, like, we yeah. became friends in middle school. So, like, that's when I really, like, made friends, like, since, like, that was the last time I had tried to make real close friends. So then, like, coming to college. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> been, like, six years since you've had to make friends or four years if you made friends in high school or something where it's sort of, like, this new learning process. Um, and like, you might think that it's just going to happen right away, but 
like Kara said, it doesn't. And, like, people might look like they have friends, but then you realize that everyone's sort of like, I don't really like these people. I don't know if I'm friends with them. Like, are these the mm-hmm. people? Like, how does mm-hmm. everyone else have friends? Um, yep. Yeah. And, and if, real. like, in my experience, a lot of people that were friends did stay friends. Um, and, like, I didn't seem to... Because, like, there was people on my hall that all sort of started being friends and they started going out and hanging out together. And I'm someone who doesn't go out and party at all. So like I was very much separated from them in that way. And so like, I was like, am I doing something wrong? Like what's going on? Am I, should I be like Mm -hmm. forcing myself to be in situations I'm uncomfortable with um, just so that I can like Mm -hmm. make friends. But I I realized like that I wouldn't be happier if I was doing that because like, they yeah. just weren't the people that were going to make me happy. And it was sort of, it was okay for me to, me to accept that I have my one best friend, Laura, and, like, not have to, mm-hmm. like, have all these other people or have that, like, typical college experience, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, like, so important. I had a train of thought, but I have no idea where it went. But I definitely agree with that. And I think that forcing yourself to be friends with people you don't, like or like you you know that you don't get along with just for the sake of having friends it's gonna like do more harm than good and you're gonna like feel you're you know you're, there's gonna be a, like a feeling you have in the pit of your stomach you're like this isn't right like I'm not happy these mm-hmm. people aren't making me happy so it's you know I'd rather be alone and spend time with myself and like than be with people that don't make me happy like I I'm totally fine with being that I know some people um would rather like be like with very like service level friendships and sort of like force them but I rather like you know mm-hmm. be by myself than um than do that and I think that's totally fine like whatever like happens and I think that you can make the best of any situation yeah, that you're in um and then in terms of I'm just looking at all these points that I have um it's I should have organized yeah. this better I just like wrote and then never organized um I want to talk about academics at some point but I guess in terms of before we do that, okay. um, like like the sort of the extracurriculars at schools and at colleges, um, I want to say that it's it's okay to try something completely new that you haven't done, and I think that can be a really good way to meet people. Um, I've done dance my whole life, and I actually did dance like my freshman year for the first semester, but I also started doing crew, and I had never done crew before. Um, or, like, a sport before, really, and cruise rowing, for people who don't know. Um, I'd never done anything like that before, but I just decided, like, hey, why don't I go for it? And it, like, ended up being, like, such a good experience for me because I, like, gave it a chance and decided to try something new. And, like, that could be, that could mean, like, mm-hmm. like doing some art thing, joining a club, like, just going for it and being consistent with it. And eventually you're going to meet people because like you're forced into a situation so like my teammate was so great freshman year like we were, we ended up being like really close like I wasn't friends with them like text them to go out for dinner type friends but it was like friends where I had people to talk to and we ate breakfast together every morning because as you know cruise in the morning and you get back so it was just really nice to have sort of um friends that were more surface level friends you know um yeah yeah, because that can be nice, too, just to have someone to talk to, like, when you're in a situation, just to, like, have small talk. Yeah. Sometimes you, like, just want that, like, just, like, light connection. Um, and I think that, like, yeah, I think going into college, like, 
I know that a lot of people think that they're gonna be like a whole different person. It's like, oh yeah, new, well, you know, new year, new me. Mm -hmm. Not really, but like, you know, like they think that they can change their entire personality. And it's gonna be a, a whole separate person once you get into college. But like, you're the same person. But like, you like, I don't know how like you can put yourself in situations that you don't think that you would be able to, like, join a new club that you mm -hmm. would be, like, so afraid to do or, like, join, you know, a team that you would be so afraid to do. And I think that, like, you know, you, you'll surprise yourself with what your um, your limits are. And I think that, like, it's, it's just so weird to, like, think of the things that I've done in college um, and just... I don't know, because, like, in high school, if you told me, like, that I would do some of the things, I'd just be like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, I'm just, like, a very quiet, like, in in my own head type of person. But, like, I think mm -hmm. that, like, you'll surprise yourself. And Definitely. Um, I, love, I yeah. like that you said, like, you think you're going to be a new person. Um, I know when I was going into yeah. college, I was like, okay, I'm going to be super outgoing this year. And, like, I'm going to make friends. And yeah. just, it'll happen. And, like, while that didn't end up playing yeah. out, I mean, I did do, like, I did put myself in situations, like, trying out for crew. Um, so, yeah, like, push yourself. Yeah. You're still going to be yourself, but push yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, being in a new environment will, like, change you in some way. It's not, you're not going to be the exact same person, but, like, you'll still be, like, at your core, your own person. I don't understand how people, like, are, like say they're going to be, like, a whole different person because that just, like, <laughs> makes no sense. I guess because I'm not, like, good at, like, pretending to be something I'm not. Like, I literally cannot lie. I cannot act. So, like, who I am is what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't pretend. Um, so, I mean, I guess, like, it just because my brain doesn't work like that, but I just think... Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, just like, you'll be mm -hmm. yourself, but it'll be okay. That's... Yeah. And like, I'm take advantage... With. Sorry, you want to um, go? Okay, oh, take no, advantage no, no, of no, the no, things that your school does have to offer. I mean, I don't all the time, but like, sometimes, <laughs> like, Me go neither. to a play. I know what, like, the one play that I did go to, like, was incredible. So like, even if you're by yourself, or like, just have yeah. one friend, like, go to a play, go to a comedy night, yeah. or like, acapella, or improv, because those are hilarious, and like, it gives you something to go do, even if like, you're not, you're not someone who's gonna like, go out to a party, you'll still, like, you can still go out at night and like, go to a play, or go to something like that, which sort of makes up for that a bit, I guess. Yeah, and college campuses are like, such cool places, because like, they're just, like, like a hub of just, like, all these cool things happening at once. And I don't know. I hate, like, trying to uh, – I'm not going to be, like, the person who's, like, oh, like, make the best of it. Because I honestly hate that mindset. And it's just, like, you know, you'll do what you do. You do what you do and, like, it will be great and it will be fine. Like, you don't have to, like, do everything. And, you, like, making the best of it. Like, what does that even mean? Like, do you have to do everything? Do you have to live up to, like, some standard that someone else has set for you? Like, I, I just hate that. But, like, yeah. Like, I feel like making, um you know, like – being involved in college campus this is making me like really want to be like just very involved because like I do some things but I just feel like I don't make the best of yeah. it because like um I don't know especially like I think I've noticed it like while I'm like um abroad like I'm just like I'm trying to do new like more things because I'm like I know that I only have a set amount of time here so it's like more limited but I feel like the same the same thing is in college so like you know like do things like when they're there because like they could be a cool experience mm -hmm. um Okay, why don't we talk about, like, party culture, maybe. Okay. Um, so we sort of kind of touched on it a bit. Um, and I said it myself, I'm not someone who goes out in parties at all. Um, and, like, I mean, I'm 21 now, and I've had, I can probably count the amount of drinks I've had, like, on my one hand. <laughs> um, and, yeah. like, that's just something that's not... I'm not interested in and I think when you get to college you feel very pressured 
to go party, to go drink, to hook up, to sort of fit into that culture, which like, if that's for you, then that's for you. And you want to do that. And like, you can like, feel free to do that. But also know that like, while that's what the media portrays as what a college experience is like, that's not what everyone's college experience is like. And it's okay not to do that. And like, I know Mm -hmm. I spent freshman year, especially like I felt it when like my roommate is on the um track team so she would go out sometimes to parties with her um team although she's not a huge partier either um but like I would stay in and like watch a movie by myself or like watch Netflix or just stay in and read and like know that that's also Mm -hmm. a totally valid experience and to want to do that is okay um so like don't feel like you have to like fit Uh, again like fit that mold of like what you think a college experience should look like yeah definitely I think that like the whole I think the whole you know we've talked about this having the expectations and like what people think you should have um as a college experience like don't let that affect you because then you'll feel sad about doing the things that you want to do and like doing the things that make you happy shouldn't make you feel sad Mm -hmm. you know um but I so me and Kaylin had like um or I guess currently having a different college experience like freshman year I guess I'll be open with you guys like who knows like we'll just go there you know um so uh freshman year of college or like at least the second half because the first half I was just like um I don't know I didn't really have that many close friends that I really um vibed with but second half like I was really into going out to parties and that's like what made me happy um, and, and that's like fine. That was like the part of my life, like, you know, like I knew that that was what I wanted to do. So I did it. And, um, you know, that's all fine and dandy. But then sophomore year, um, I think that like, uh, I was trying to like recreate the like freshness, freshness, yeah, freshness and like newness that, um, partying had when I was in, um, fresh, yeah, I was first year, freshman year, um, but, like, it didn't have the same, like, you know, excitement and stuff, because, like, it was, like, you know, been there, done that kind of thing, um, so I tried to, like, recreate that, but it's not as fun, like, when it's, like, kind of, like, the newness and shininess has worn off of it, so, like, I just kept on going out, even when I didn't have a good experience, I was, like, okay, this party will be great, this party will be great, and, like, as, like, even though there was times that was fun, like, the majority of the times I didn't have a good time, even if it was, like, a, you know, fun party or whatever, just because, like, um, it wasn't like what I wanted to do, but I kept on forcing myself to do it because I was like, oh, but like in the past it made Mm -hmm. me happy. And, um, you know, I think that you have to like, sort of like see that you, your, um, likes and dislikes can change over time. And now, you know, um, my junior year, I definitely still go to parties and stuff, but I'm so aware of like what I want to do. And I like, um, if I want to stay in, I stay in. Like I have had nights where I just like, have, you know, like, turn on my fairy lights, you know, put on some good music, and literally, like, color, and just, like, have the best night, because, like, I think that, like, you can have such a fun time just, like, chilling Mm -hmm. by yourself, um, and, like, knowing what you want to do is so important, and I didn't do that when I was in, I, I, like, didn't listen to my own gut instincts when I was a sophomore in college, like, I was just, like, you know what, like, you have to go out, and, like, it's gonna be a great night, like, whatever, like, I don't care that you don't want to go out, like, it's fine, you're gonna go out, and, like, you know, that, like, back, like, what's it called? It, like, uh, back, backfired, backfired. Yeah, backfired. Um, and, like, but now I feel like I know what I want so well that, like, if I want to go, I will. And I'll make the best of that experience. If I want to stay in, I will stay in. Like, you know, don't be afraid of missing out because, you know, if people say that they had a good time at the party, like, if you were there, maybe you wouldn't have had a good time because you wanted exactly. to stay in. So, 
Um, yeah, so, like, just, I think that, like, you know, you'll learn over time, like, what you like and what you don't like, and I think that, um, just, um, you know, a few party tips from me to you, um, have a good group of friends, and, um, you know, that's not, that's easier said than done, especially in freshman year, but, like, have someone that you can count on, because it's so important, especially, like, as a, like, you know, a woman, like, it's just, like, really important to have someone that has your back at parties, um, and, like, leave with those people, like, come and go with those people, at least with, like, one other person that you, like, came with, leave with them, like, don't, like, leave by yourself, um, just, like, take care of other people, um, you know, drink water, that's always my, you know, huge, I am water stan, I will force people to drink water, not, that's a little forceful, but, like, you know, I, um, forcefully suggest people to drink water, I'm definitely, yeah, a water advocate, but, um, yeah, I think those are my tips, and yeah, basically just you'll figure out what you want to do, and just like, just listen to your instincts. I think mm-hmm. is like the basic thing. Yeah, because like like Kara yeah. said, you could go out and like with my crew team, like I maybe went to two parties, and like I put, yeah. I I didn't drink, but I like put myself in that like situation where I just had such a terrible time and I wanted to leave the entire time yeah. and it was horrible because, mm-hmm. like, I didn't want to be there. And, like, other people were having a great time, but, like, that's just not for me. Yeah. And, like, I realized that it's not worth it to put myself in a situation that I'm going to be really upset in to just sort of, like, fit into something that I think I should be doing or, like, trying to give it a chance. You know, it wasn't more, like, fitting in, but it was, like, maybe I'll try and give it a chance and, like, see what it's like and maybe, you know, it'll work out and maybe I'll be happy, but nope, not happy. It was sucky. Yeah, but I think it's good that you, like, um, I guess, I mean, even (laughs) though it's a party, but, like, push yourself out of a comfort zone in that kind of way, you know what I mean? Because, like... But also, yeah, just definitely do trust your instincts and just, like, know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it is very important to, like, know that, like, what makes someone else happy isn't going to be the same for you. So, like, even though people are like, oh, yeah, like, this party was so awesome and amazing. Like, don't feel bad if you wanted to stay in that night because, like, you know, maybe your night with Netflix, it was, like, probably more fun mm-hmm. for you. And, like, I don't know. Like, you got to wake up really refreshed and regenerated, mm-hmm. rejuvenated, like, you know, they're gonna be, like, really suffering the next day, and you're gonna just be, like, you know, bright-eyed and singing exactly. with the birds, so, you know, who really <laughs> lost out? Not you. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, and then, sort of, before we get into academic side of stuff, I wanted to say that college is not the end-all, be-all, and I sort of started with this message, but I really like to think that it is four years of your life it's four years and then you're out of college, you know, or if you go to a different college, that's a different amount of years. I think in the UK, it's like three years, but whatever. I don't really oh, know. Anyways, it's like four years of your life. And if you don't have, like, if you don't make really good friends or you don't like have the best time of your life, it's four years and you're going to move on and you're going to go and maybe go to grad school or get a job or like volunteer, whatever you end up doing after college there's going to be more opportunities for you to meet people and, like, find experiences and have relationships and and try out different things that, like, maybe you didn't Mm -hmm. get the chance because you didn't meet the right people or, like, it wasn't right for you. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of homesickness or something or, like, missing people, you've sort of picked yourself up out of, like, a place that either you have your best friends or your family and, like, the people that you're closest to and dumped you in an environment that, like, you don't know anyone. So, like, it's not... Yeah. 
it's not bad to think that you're not having like the best time of your life, I guess. And it's four years and like you'll get through it. It's similar to high school in that way. Yeah. Like high oh, school man. is four years, <laughs> you know, you're going to have just remember yep. that there's more you have more experiences in your life. And you, it's not just like this is it. This is where everything has to happen. You know, you're going to go off and like have a whole bunch of other things happen to you. Yeah, it's just, like, it's, when you're in that moment, you think it's, like, everything. Because, like, looking back on high school, it's, like, oh, man, like, what a <laughs> terrible time. So, um, but, like, I'm yeah. out of it now, you know? So, like, it's it's not going to be your entire, like, life forever. Like, there is an end. Like, time goes on. And sometimes that can be bad. But, like, a lot of times it's good because, you know, you'll get out of situations you don't want to be in. And, like, man, high school was one mm -hmm. of them for me. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I also, did you have anything um, else you want so. to add about that? Okay. I wanted to touch on the thing about, um, like rekindling like friendships, um, mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, because I think, I don't know. I have like two views on this. I think one is, um, if you don't like feel inclined to talk to someone and keep in touch with them, like you don't have to, there's no, um, you know, there's no right or wrong way to go about that. Um, and, you know, like, some people aren't meant to be in your life for the entirety of it. Some people are just meant to be, like, friends, like, for a couple of years, and that's okay. Um, but if you feel like you really do want to get in contact with again them again, then I would definitely go for it because you're just going to spend a lot of your life, like, really regretting that you haven't talked to this person um, or, like, you know, reconnected with them. Um, and I think that just being like, completely open and honest with them is the best, um, to, way to go. Caitlin, are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, for some reason, like, um, it sounded like you got to No, there was a anyway. point where you sounded like you were completely out, and I, like, yeah. was like, um, what's going on? <laughs> we're back at it again, though, folks. Um, so, yeah, but I think that, like, just being open and honest and just being like, hey, like, I miss you. Like, I miss being friends with you. I think that, like, um, I don't know. It's not, like, as accepted to just be, like, really forward with your emotions but like that's like in the end best for everyone if you're just super forward about it and just being like yo like I miss you like let's be friends like let's hang out mm -hmm. um but like don't you know you don't have to force it if you don't want to um but it sounds like there's a part of you that does want to um keep this friendship or these friendships alive and I think you definitely can um it's like hard because sometimes it's like you want to be like you think back on a time where you were friends with them and you're like this is so great like they were such like they were such good friends but like sometimes like good friendships are like meant to fade and like you change into different people and mm -hmm. um sometimes you just like it's so hard to like let it go but sometimes it's like what has to be done I guess and sometimes you have to know like when to like shut the book and just like let that chapter end um so yeah like you know if you if you want to then you can but I think that also there's like you know, something to be said for just, like, sort of just, like, letting it end and just, like, you know, looking back on it fondly, but also just, like, knowing that, like, it wasn't meant to be and, like, if you tried to be friends now, it wouldn't be the same. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, you don't, it doesn't have to be the same level of friendship. Like, Kara was saying, friendships do mm. change. And, like, even with our friend group, we're not, like, it's not the same. We're at different colleges. Like, we're... A pair, mm -hmm. people are all abroad now like we've changed as people because like while in high school we were like in the same place and going through a lot of the same things when you go to college you you don't know what everyone's experiences are going like what they're experiencing and what they're like and like um yeah. 
like the environment's different. So like it's okay to allow the level of your friendship to change and like maybe mm. you'll have one person that you like like Kara and I have stayed super super close and we like talk really deeply about things and like yeah. we're super like close friends. And then some of our other friends, like, you just have different levels of friendship with people, you know? Yeah. Like, it it doesn't mean it has to be the way it was when you were in high school Mm. or the way it was, like, a couple years ago. And, like, I know there was this guy that I met freshman year who ended up transferring to another school. And, like, we weren't super close in freshman year, but we had, like, a lot in common, like, (laughs) nerdy-wise. Like, um... I don't know, like, he was into podcasts, and I was really into podcasts and stuff like that, and um, he ended up moving away, and now, like, while we're not, we don't text or anything, not that we did back then, but we do, like, every once in a while, we send Facebook messages back to each other, sort of, like, just updating each other on our lives and what we're doing and, like, what's going on, and, like, I'm sure if we were ever to meet up, like, we'd click and, like, get back into, like, a yeah. friendship. But, like, right now, that's okay. And we, we, we're we keeping in contact because both of us, like, liked each other. Like, not, not like, 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 but we, like, we were friends and, like... <laughs> like, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, Haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> we were friends and, like, we want to stay in touch because, like, I think we clicked. But um, yeah. it's, like, different levels, you know? And, like, people come yeah. in and out. And, like, when you maybe, like your home friends when you go to college you're not like super close when you're separate but when you come back for like spring break or summer or something like you sort of fall back into that role Mm -hmm. which is okay Mm -hmm. it's okay to have that you know yeah I really I think that's like there's some friendships that like just don't I guess work over like texting or phone calls it's just not the same Mm -hmm. and I think like I have like um this group of friends with that I only see like a week once a year and like we, we have a group message and stuff. We have a group chat. Um, but it's, like, not always the same. Like, it's just, like, nice to have them to talk to, like, every once in a while. But when we're together, like, it's just, like, it we, like, yet, like we were saying, like, we fall back into place. It's just, like, we automatically click. It's, just, like, no time has passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, like, it's, it's, it'll be different for, like, different people and stuff. But I think that sometimes there are friendships that, like, don't really work over texting. And just, like, you have to be with each other. And it's fine that if maybe, like, I don't know, I've heard of some people who have gone, like, years and years without, like, seeing each other. But then they come back in each other's lives and, like, you know, meet. And, like, it's, like, no time has passed. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, like, that's perfectly, perfectly, like, reasonable and valid, so. Yeah, I know, like, for my mom, some of her best friends, like, live hours away. And, like, those are yeah. her best friends. But. Like, they make yeah. it work, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Is there anything else sort of non-academic that we want to talk about? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, let's move into the academic side. Um, we have questions Ooh. about, like, balancing academics and socializing, dealing with, like, mm-hmm. college stuff. Um, and I just have a whole bunch of other extra points that I threw in that I just think is okay. helpful. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Why don't we start off with, I guess, the actual question, the whole balancing academics and social life. Um, And I think that's really, really important. And not just social life, but, like, personal time and, like, outside of school. And I think, like I said, it can feel like everything's sort of in one place a lot of times, especially with academics. And, like, it's hard to forget about all the academic stuff you have going on, and it can be quite stressful. Um... But, like, it's so important to remember that, like, you have other parts of yourself and you're not just, like, an academic student and that's, like, the end-all be-all of who you are. 
And, like, I like to say this to, like, my sister when she calls and she's upset and, like, frustrated and stressed because she's a freshman this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say that, like, there are going to be days where, like, maybe you're superwoman and you can do everything and you get a lot done and you feel like you've accomplished a lot, whether that be work-wise or, like, internships or emails that you have to send. Um, But there's also going to be days where you just sit on your bed and you watch YouTube videos and that's all you do. And to know that that's okay, I think is so important because I know for me, I put a lot of pressure on myself and like, oh, stop procrastinating, stop procrastinating. But like, take a second and step back and be like, it is okay to procrastinate because I'm human and that's what people do. And I can't do everything all the time. I can't like live up to this standard that I've put up, you know? It's okay to be like, you know what? Today is just not going to be one of those days and I'm just going to lie in bed and read or whatever it is that you want to do to just like give yourself a break um I think that's super important for balancing yeah like I'm a terrible (laughs) at balancing things because I think um I don't know I definitely like um put a lot of pressure on myself and I'm like oh my god I have so much to do and then like uh in turn like I just get so anxious about that that I just like don't do it and like put it off Mm -hmm. put it off and like I know I've learned this lesson so many times and like if you just started it earlier it would not be as like horrible on your mentality but um you know I once had someone who said like you know like procrastinating like you do procrastinate and you're you know but you get it done Um, and I think that's, like, an important thing. Like, this might not be the best thing to say, that, like, procrastinating is okay. But I think that's, like, really human. Like, you know, we're, we're, like, real humans. And I think that, like, pretending that, like, um, uh, sorry, uh, anyone who just can do everything all the time is just unrealistic. And I don't want to, like, pretend that we are those kind of people because I'm I'm definitely not. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so, like, you get it done, you know, even if you procrastinate. And even though if your method of um, working or my method uh, of working um, isn't the most stress-free and you know like the most um, glorified but I mean it, it does it mm-hmm. I mean it does the job um, so yeah I think that's like oh, man your advice was so good like it made me feel better about myself or just like not being able to do everything all the time um, but yeah I think that like you just have to be like gentle with yourself like don't think that you can do everything all the time because like sometimes like you just need to just chill out because like life is hard mm-hmm. like it really is so um yeah, I think just, like, prioritize, too. Like, know that you can't get everything done. Um, making lists is always fun and helpful to, like, be able to, like, cross it off. Um, and just, like, make time for, like... You'll make time for, like, what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, if you um, say, like, you don't have enough time to do something, like, chances are, you're like, you don't really want to do that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if it's, like, you're sort of, like, putting off, like, meeting a friend up or something, um, and you, like just like you say you don't have enough time like chances are like you do but you don't like prioritize it um so I don't know prioritizing is always like really important Mm -hmm. um and just it's hard to like have everything balanced on one equal level because I don't think that's really possible to have like you know your schoolwork and your like um social life and your I don't know sleeping life (laughs) um uh yeah it's like impossible to have all those on the same level but I think that like you know if it fluctuates a little bit like it's fine like just like figure out what you like want to prioritize and I think prioritizing even in terms of schoolwork is so important as well yeah because for me I know I'm a super slow reader and I'm not one of those people who says they're a slow reader and isn't like I am actually a very slow reader like it takes me a long time to read things that 
Like, I know Kara and I were reading something at the same time, and I was, like, 10,000 words ahead of her, and she caught up and passed me, like, pretty quickly. And, like, things like that happen, and I'm just, like, not good at that. And you get a ton of readings in college, and yeah. for me, if I were to do all the readings, I would be totally overwhelmed and stressed. Yeah. But you sort of gauge what is important in for each professor and what they're actually going to ask you about and what like, isn't as important to read. And, like, so for me, sophomore year, I was in organic chemistry. And organic chemistry is something that when you take it, like, you have to put so much time and effort into taking that class and, like, all the work that you do. So, like, in terms of schoolwork, I probably put, like, 75% of my time that I did stuff into organic chemistry and, like, 25% into my other three courses combined because, like, it was Mm – I had to prioritize what was important for me to do my best in all the subjects. And, like, I'm not saying I did poorly in the other classes. I did well in the other classes, but recognizing what it takes to, like, do well and to learn and, like – it doesn't necessarily, mm-hmm. learning doesn't always happen through the schoolwork. Learning happens a lot of times in class with, like, the discussions and just, like, thinking about the material even if you haven't read it in depth, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. don't feel like you have to do everything that they give you, you know? Yeah, I think that's, like, so, like, it's great that you're, like, you know, revealing all these <laughs> things because I feel like people don't talk about that, like, if literally, like, if I had to if I read everything I had to, like, I would literally, I don't know, I wouldn't be able to function Mm -hmm. as a human. Like, so, you know, like, I'm not saying, like, don't do your work, but, like, do the best you can. Like, that's what my mom always says to me. Like, just do the best you Mm can um, because it'll be enough and you'll do fine. Because, like, it always seems to me, and I feel like it is partially true, that, like, so many people do all the readings and it seems like everyone's done everything, but there are people who can't, you just can't keep up with that. And, like, Maybe someone, like, like I was working really hard in Orgo, and, like, that was my main course that semester, but, like, perhaps another class that I was doing, that was someone else's, like, really focused class that semester. So, yeah. like, no one can do everything, you know? And, like, in high yeah. school, I read every single book we were given. Like, I'm not, like, the type of student who doesn't do the readings just because I'm yeah. slacking, but it's just not, mm-hmm. it's not possible to do everything when you're given that much stuff to do, you know? And, like, if it's not going to help you in your learning and it's just going to make you more stressed, then it's not worth it. Yeah. I just, like, yeah. I was, like, one of the only people who, like, did the readings. And, like, I remember, like, freshman year English class, like, it was just me and the teacher, like, (laughs) who had read, like, Two Two Cities, which ended up being, like, I loved that book so much. I don't think anyone else did. But, like, I, man, I loved that book so much. Tale of Two Cities. Wow. That's a gross book. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I, like, wonder if I would like it now. But, um, yeah, in the moment, I really loved it. Oh, freshman year of high school, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I read it, but I didn't like it as much. That's okay. Um, I think it made me a little sick, the whole hanging thing. That makes me, like, want to puke a bit. (laughs) Which is Mm. weird, because, like, I'm totally okay with anything that's non-violent. Like, you know, dissecting things-wise. But not if it's a violent thing, then I'm gonna puke. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um... Okay, some other things I have are work really hard. You know, work hard in school. I think that's important. And I think, like, I don't know. I think while I say, like, don't do everything that you're given, that's not to say don't work hard, you know? Just prioritize Mm -hmm. your hard working. And it does pay off to 
work hard and get things done and it feels good. Um, and like, that's always been something I, I like try to strive for, but like do it in a reasonable way, you know? Yeah. Um, um, in that vein, I just want to like pop in and just say like, if it's like too overwhelming for you, ask for help. Like, please. Oh my God. Like, you know, make an appointment with a tutor. Like go to your professor and just be like, you know what? I'm struggling with this paper. Like I need some help. Like, you know, go to the library. Like sometimes uh, I know in my library, my school, like the librarians will like help you and like find like articles for you with your, um, to help with your papers. And that is so great. Like database, databases, databases. I don't know. Like, they seem like they should be very easy to use, but sometimes they are just freaking horrible and, like, you have no idea what you're doing. And I feel like a 70-year-old grandma, like, trying to use a computer for the first time. But, like, you know, like, people are there to help you. And, like, I am a person who, like, hates asking people for help. Like, literally, it is one of my number one top things I hate. <laughs> Maybe it might be number one. No, it's probably not. But, like, it's up there, man. It's up there. And, like, I had to learn the hard way because, you know, I'm going to be open. Um, I've talked about, like, that I'm a pretty big crier on this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but this semester, or last semester, I guess, uh, fall semester, um, I could not write this paper for the life of me. Like, I don't know why, but, like, I was just, something was blocking my mind. I, like, could not write it. And, like, I was, like, so, like... I don't know. I was just so afraid of asking my professor for help and stuff that I like hid it from her and like tried to, I couldn't write it though. Like I wasn't like, I like just didn't try. Like I tried for hours and hours and days and days and couldn't write it. And so like what ended up happening was like it all like kind of came to a head and I ended up crying to her in this, in in her office because I just like didn't like ask her help before and like put my, myself in a situation where like I was like too, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just don't like asking for help, but like it just, like, saves you so much, like, anguish mm-hmm. and, like, mental anguish. Um, and, like, my mom, like, she definitely, like, helped me see, like, that, like, if I was struggling, like, you need to ask for help because, like, what else are you going to do? Like, I don't know. It just makes life so much better when you, you know, they're there to help you. And, um, you know, professors are human, mm-hmm. too. Um, and <laughs> crying in their office will make you see that even the most, like, you know, um, sort of, like, stoic and, like... Um, I don't know, badass professor that you think that has, like, no emotions. Um, they are human, too, and, um, yeah. So definitely just don't be afraid to ask and for help. And I'd say even be proactive about asking for help. Like, yeah, know that, like, with essays and stuff, it's it's very different than in high school, I'd say. Like, when you have, like, an essay, that's going to be such a big percentage of your grade a lot of times. Like, you might have three essays over the course of a semester, and they could each be, like, 30% of your grade. Um, and I think it's really important to, like, go to your professor and find out what they really want from an essay or email them and ask what they want, because... Like, yeah, email. <laughs> it's uh, so, sort of like working the system because like every professor has their own idea of what is well written and what what they mm-hmm. want out of something. Like even if you write well, maybe you didn't hit on a certain point or like go deep enough that they wanted. And like I have found that I get so upset because of that because I'm like, I know how to write. Like there's nothing wrong with what I've written. It's just not what that particular professor wants. And, like, maybe it would work mm. and you'd get an A for a different professor. But, like, work with them and find out what they're looking for because 
if you'd only, like, go by their feedback, like, maybe by the end of the year and the third essay, you're going to understand what they want and, like, get a really good grade. But that means you've spent two essays trying to figure out what they want, and that's not going to help you grade-wise. And while, like, grades aren't the, like, most important thing of your college experience, like, they are important in terms of, like, um, again, the whole system of, like, grad school and this and that and, like, what you have to look like, whatever. Like, I don't think that's where the learning comes from, but, like, if you're going to play in the system, which we all have to do in this society, then, (laughs) like, play it to your advantage, you know? Like... Ask your professor specifically, what does it take to get an A? Can you please explain it to me? Because that's my goal. And, like, be awkward and out there. I've done it, and, like, that helps. And, like, while that's weird to, like, write an email to your professor saying, like, I want an A, how do I get it? Like, just sometimes it's okay to do that and, like, ask for them. Or, like, ask for them to look over your papers before it's due. A lot of professors will do that and, like, give you feedback. And, like, psychologically, if you've handed something into the professor and they've given feedback, they're more likely to give you a better grade than if you hadn't ever talked to them. Because they know in the back of their head that you asked for help and, like, you, you know, are taking their advice. So they're more likely to give you a better grade. So, you know, it's Mm. all part of the system sometimes. Um, yeah. And like my mom was a college professor or yeah, college professor. Yeah, she was. And I think that like, um, she definitely like, you know, understood and like, um, liked when people asked for help. Cause that means like they want to do well, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think that like, don't be afraid for asking for help. I need to be preaching to myself, <laughs> to be honest. Like, wow, all this advice I need to take, like, I, I still like, even though like I've learned the hard way that like asking for help was good. Like I need to like, Mm-hmm. remember that like it, it there's no shame in asking mm-hmm. for help you know um yeah that's and yeah. I think also like if you ask your professors that's going to give you a leg up in just getting to know your professors yeah because eventually you're going to need like letters of recommendation and all that type of stuff and if you have professors that you can go to that know you um even if like even if you understand the material but just go to them anyway, office hours or whatever. I mean, I'm at a liberal arts school and so is Kara. So like it's smaller and like easier access to professors, I think. Mm-hmm. But like meet with your professors, get to know them more so that like you can have a relationship that extends farther than like just in class. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not best friends with any of my professors. I know on all those like college trips you hear about like the tour guide is like, oh yeah, I had cookies with my professor. I'm like, I'm not at that level, but like, you know, I can ask them for a letter of recommendation. Okay. So it's okay to take an easy semester. I would say like last semester I did, I was at NYU and I took classes that I was excited about and thought would be fun. And like, it wasn't like super easy, but compared to like the semesters I had had before with Orgo and the one that I'm currently having, I'm in biochem now and I'm taking like other psych courses. It was a lot easier, but like, it was really nice to have that. And it's okay to sometimes like step back and not just like, like day by day, but like simply a whole semester where you're like, I'm going to like take a break and take an easier semester and maybe focus less on academics and more on other stuff that I'm interested in. Um, and that's totally okay to do. Um, and also in terms of picking courses for college, I would say like, usually you take four or five courses a semester. I've always taken four. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really nice to balance what you're taking. So like I'm pre-med, so I have to take a whole bunch of science courses, but I'm also a psych major. So I'm like taking other like less sciencey courses as well. And like, and I'm also interested in other things. So like, 
usually I'll take either like one or two science courses and then like two psych courses or like a creative writing course and a psych course so that I have more of a balance of things because it's nice or like take two courses that you have to for your for your major and then like two courses that you're interested in like take a poetry course just because it's fun take a history course because it's fun you know so like balance what courses you're taking so that you're not all like in the same genre because if you take all like English courses you're gonna end up with a ton of essay writing and like that can be really stressful. oh yeah I can tell you firsthand and a lot of reading like four novels a week is not not the right most like that is fun. way too much but if like or but if you took like four science courses you're gonna end up with tons of labs and tests and stuff so like take a balance of yeah. the courses so you don't get all the same type of work um, I think that's been really nice for me. And just, like, throw a course in there that's you know is going to be easier. You know that if you take, like, a creative writing poetry course, that's going to be less work than taking, like, a, a intense, like, old-fashioned literature course, you know? Like, throw in an easy course every once in a while. Give yourself a break. Mm. Um, what else? Um... um in terms of, like, planning your college experience, I would say, like, it's somewhat good to plan what types of things you're interested in and what your major is going to be going in, but also I think it's really good to try out a whole bunch of, like, subjects. Like, freshman year, I took, like, courses, like, in the Russian department. I mean, that was my freshman writing seminar, but, like, and then I took creative writing courses, I took psych courses, I took history courses, I took, like, chem courses I took like a ton of different stuff and I think that's really good especially freshman year to in in terms of picking courses just like pick stuff that you might be interested in and don't focus too much on like what your major is going to be but know in the back of your head that you're going to have to have a major eventually and that can affect if you're not on top of it um it can affect your study abroad type stuff and other opportunities that you might have um but definitely like try things out yeah, but also don't be, like, too harsh on yourself because um, I had no idea what I was majoring in for, like, the first two years. I mean, like, I knew I've always loved English, but, like, you know, like, our society slash, like, everyone tells you, like, don't major in English. So, like, I've tried everything else and didn't like it and didn't bring me happiness. So, like, I don't know. Then I was like, okay, fine, I'll major <laughs> in English. Like, God, like, I understand, like, what the universe is trying to tell me. Um so yeah, like sometimes you'll you'll get to that point. But like yeah, it was definitely helpful to like take everything else and be like, no, I don't like anything else. So and I'm not like that good at anything else. I mean, I, I did fine. I did well, but I just didn't it wasn't it didn't mm-hmm. make me happy. Um and like you'll you'll understand like when you sit in a class and you just get like so passionate about the subject and you're like excited yes. to do the reading, excited to like study, um, the like you know look delve more into research and stuff, and you'll know like when you get to that, and like that's like what my like, um, you know some of my English classes were for me, and just like made sense. Like mm-hmm. that's like what people like say that's what college is about is like studying what you're interested in, and so definitely like you know pursue that like no matter like what people tell you and and to go off that another point I had was um even if you're in a class that isn't necessarily what you're interested in study what you're interested in in that class anyway like Mm. I know for me Mm -hmm. I'm super interested in gender and sexuality and like that's what I eventually want to do with psychiatry so like I tailor all of my classes to those interests 
Like, even if it doesn't yep. fit exactly. So, like, I took a British history course just for fun because I thought it would be interesting. And, like, for my final paper, uh, you sort of got to pick your own topic. And I talked about women nurses in World War One because, again, I'm interested in gender and gender equality. So, like, I geared myself towards, like, women nurses. But then in my psychology class, we talked about, like, it was uh, intro psychology and we could, again, have a research paper that's on anything you really want. And I decided to do it on gender and play. So like while history and psychology are not the same things, I was able to talk about my interests in like the same way. And, yeah. and, and like even this past semester when I had my fashion course, I talked about like gender and clothing and like Harry and Mick Jagger. And like that was my interest. But even mm-hmm. though like maybe that's not what the teacher would like assign you. If you pick something that you're interested in to do your projects about, to do your research papers about, it's going to be so much more like rewarding to you. And also you start to learn a ton about this one subject. Like now I know about gender in terms of history, psychology, fashion, like in a lot of different ways than I would if I had only like, like picked topics that were like really relevant to those subjects, like in particular, I don't know that makes sense yeah that's that's such a good point yeah because like I've taken so many classes and it like um bringing your own interest in it like it makes you learn like in different ways and it's so helpful because then you like learn at it from or, like get at it from exactly. all angles and like I don't know it's like different things that you wouldn't even like think to like combine mm-hmm. um but yeah it ends up being like so much more interesting yeah. and and sort of a side side last thing I have <laughs> doesn't relate at all um is mm-hmm. use online resources like textbooks are so expensive and I forget how much I don't use oh, textbooks yeah. and like this semester it was like yeah. 400 because like biochem textbooks are Ugh. so big and it just it makes me feel so God. bad and then if I don't end up using them it's even worse which I haven't used like any of my textbooks this semester just because like a lot of times you get the information in class and you don't really need to um yeah. but like know that online is there and like you can any subject you can put the subject in and then put PowerPoint after it and Google it and there's a million PowerPoints or PDF or videos on YouTube. Like for organic chemistry, mm-hmm. I literally learned the entirety of organic chemistry through online resources. My professor first like first semester was horrible, didn't teach me anything. He was an idiot. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, that's another <laughs> point I want to bring up after. Um but like use Khan Academy. Khan Academy, I think it's K H A N um has videos about almost every subject and it's so helpful it's so clearly done um but like there's resources that are not textbook wise that will help you and you can do it yourself if you end up with a really sucky professor um and then in terms of sucky professors and just like college and oh I also want to talk about participation oh there's so much I want to talk about um uh sucky (laughs) professors like you have a voice stand up for what you believe because although it might seem totally awkward and weird you can stand up to people, even if they're older than you, even if, like, my my professor for Ergo was a, um, a um, guy in his, like, 50s or something, and he was so bad, and everyone in the class hated him, and I said things, like, I stood up and said, like, this isn't fair, you're not teaching us, like, I said it to him, not in that way, but, like, uh, and, and it made a <laughs> difference, and in the end of the semester, he ended up not being invited back to be a teacher because that was his first semester teaching at Vassar because we all, like, complained and wrote in. And, like, I think a lot of times mm-hmm. students don't think they have a voice. And 
they don't think they can make a difference, but you are like, especially now that we're like adults, you do and you can make a difference and your voice matters. So don't forget that. I think that's super important. Um, and then mm-hmm. in terms of participation in classes, freaking participating can be the worst thing ever. And <laughs> I know for me, yeah. I usually only participate when I have questions and I'll ask them and that's fine. Like, it's not like a It's not like I'm sitting there, like, wishing I could raise my hand. I just simply don't really have much to say about the topic. Or, like, a lot of times professors will ask questions that I think are very simple and, like, it's not worth my while to answer. But that is not a good way to approach it. Answer the dumb questions sometimes because, you know, other kids are. And, like, add questions, ask questions. I think a really easy way to show that you're participating is to have a professor re-explain something they already did, raise your hand and be like, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Could you say that again? And it looks like you're participating, but really, like, because <laughs> you know they always expect you to participate, and sometimes that's really hard for people. I don't usually have, like, tons of, unless I really love the class, and in that case, like, I'm participating all the time. But, like, if it's not a class mm-hmm. that's really interesting, you don't have extra information that you want to state to the class, or, like, you don't feel comfortable stating yeah. it. So, like do stuff that will make you look like you're participating. Again, it's all about playing the system. <laughs> do you have any advice? <laughs> also, yeah, because I'm not, like, the type of person who talks mm-hmm. to hear themselves talk. Um, and I definitely only like, participate when I, like, feel like I have something to say. But, like, I've grown over the t- like over the years to, like, um, know that, like, if you, like, I don't know, um... Like, you can just say the comment that, like, isn't, like, you know, the most important, like, thoughtful, intellectual thing ever. Like, don't pressure yourself to, like, have this, like, high standard of whatever you say. Like, you know, you can just mm-hmm. say it if you want to. Because um, sometimes, like, I'll, like, regret not saying things in class because, like, I didn't, like, think it was, like, well thought, or, thought out enough or, like, um, you know... I don't know, just smart enough or whatever. And, like, I'll think about it and be like, oh, why didn't I say that? And it was just, like, sometimes you just have to say it. And sometimes you, you know, like, don't don't put too much pressure on yourself, I think. Um, just, like, know that, like, everyone's learning. Um, they're all in the same situation. Like, talking in class is sometimes weird and awkward. Um, but, you know, it's just, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, people your age just, like, you know, who – they're just yeah. they're just people. Um, which is so much easier said than done. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I think that like not putting, like not putting that much pressure on yourself to like be this like really like, um, articulate intellectual person, like every single Mm -hmm. comment you make is, it makes it easier. But also like, I feel like this could be a whole other rant, but like, um, especially in the U S and I think probably worldwide, um, um, people who are like the extroverted personality type is the one that like people gravitate to as and call it successful and people who are introverted and don't like talk all the time or like aren't like in your face about their um I don't want to like uh like make extroverts feel bad but I think that like there's definitely a privileging of extroverts um versus introverts and I think that like um especially in school it's so dumb like you need to learn that people learn differently and express their like themselves in different ways like extroverts like you know they like to talk and they're good at it you know they're good at well not everyone Mm -hmm. but like you know what I mean like they that's how they learn that's how they learn is they discuss and they talk it out and sometimes for introverts it's the opposite and um you know they're in their head thinking about it and that doesn't mean they're any less engaged or any less you know into the subject or participating they're just participating in their own way you know there has to be someone who listens um or else they're 
Yeah. It, like, you know, like, it makes no sense. If everyone wasn't, like, talking all the time, like, nothing would get done. No one would, like, hear these stories and, like, no one would, I don't know. I think that, like, there's definitely, you know, there needs to be extroverts. Mm-hmm. There needs to be introverts. There needs to be people in the middle. Like, I think that that's so important. Um, and neither personality type is better than the other in between. I think that, like, I don't know. But I just think that, like, the whole participation thing and, like, making that a huge point just like it sucks just uh for yeah it sucks and it like it just completely glazes over the fact that people learn in different ways and express themselves in different ways and like I have had like the most difficult time with like um you know participating in classes but I think that a lot of times professors like understand who like the quiet ones are and like um sort of like I don't know they just like sometimes like they think that like they want to break you out of your shell or whatever but like sometimes you just exactly. don't have something to say like you know I think that pe- sometimes professors don't understand that which is just frustrating and I just feel like you know some people they just have different personality types so you just gotta like understand it doesn't mean they're not less any less engaged mm-hmm. it's just who they are amen <laughs> um <laughs> totally agree um and then the last thing I want to say before we go on to the high school thing is that, like, appreciate that, I mean, at least at liberal arts colleges, which I encourage everyone to go to a liberal arts college because, honestly, smaller class sizes yeah. and, like, the environment is so important um, if you can. Um, yeah. That realize that you're in an environment that you'll probably never be in again where you're amongst like, people your own age, and I'm, I'm gonna speak from really my own experience, and probably Kara's had a similar one, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying this is what every college experience is like, but I've found that you're in such a liberal environment, and you're surrounded with people who are passionate about moving forward, and, and changing their thinking, and growing, and, and, and thinking about equality, and, like, it's just so different than a lot of parts of society, that, like, when I go to yeah. another place, like go to something that's outside a college environment I'm sort of like shocked that it's not the same way like Mm -hmm. for example um in in college especially where I am I'm at a really liberal college like we don't talk about gender on the binary as boy and girl like most people Mm -hmm. I think are very aware that gender is not gender is gender is on a spectrum and it's not just one way and like in in classes when you talk about stuff you very much use the vocabulary of partner and like relationship you don't say oh this person like it's not super heteronormative um and then I I volunteer with a high school program at my school who invited an outside group to come talk to the high school students that I tutor um and they were talking about uh, like, abusive relationships and really important things, but I noticed immediately that it was very heteronormative and, like, so-and-so's boyfriend, so-and-so's girlfriend, yeah. and, like, that just doesn't... So, like, you don't... The rest of society isn't like a college environment, I would say. So, like, that's yeah. just... It's really cool to be in a place where people are really liberal. Definitely. I agree. It's like so weird, like thinking about in high school where it's like, um, I don't know, just not everyone like got it. But then in college, like everyone just gets it. Yeah. Like that's like the simplest. And those who way. don't get it are like the minority and they're shut down. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else to say on college? Um, no. Okay. So let's move on to 
Um, advice on high school classes to take. What looks good for colleges? Kara, do you have some advice for this? Okay, so I think... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to, like, um, you know, take all these classes and stuff. And in particular, people were, like... I don't know. People were, like, super vague about this. Like, um, I remember just, like, people were, like, oh, yeah, like, college will, colleges will like to see that you took physics or whatever. Like, I don't know why the heck I made myself suffer through physics. Like, like I am not good at physics and, like, I'm not good at math and stuff. And, like, the fact that I put myself through that just because I thought that colleges would like it or, like, I'd be forced to take it in college. Like, I was never forced to take it in college. Like, I go to a liberal arts school. I don't know. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. But, like, I don't know. Just, like, when people say, like, vaguely, like, oh, colleges will like to see that. Like, I don't know. I guess just don't take complete stock in it and don't force yourself to do something that, like, you literally hate so much and, like, aren't good at and, like, will not prosper in. Um, because sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't have a good payoff and it's just like more stress inducing than is worth it. And also like know your limits. Um, in, uh, senior of high school, I took four AP classes and then also a math class. Um, just because I don't know, quote unquote, I look good on college, like my, for colleges, whatever. And like, that was like so stress inducing. Like that was like such a terrible time in my life school wise slash, yeah. Um, um, so I think just like know your limits and I think, I don't know, there's not like one set of classes that are going to like, you know, guarantee you to get to college, but I think, you know, challenge yourself, but also be aware of your limits. And I think that, um, you know, like know what you're good at and, um, you know, pursue that. But also like, I know that in high school you're, you're kind of like, it's more like boxed in and there's more boundaries for what you can take and what you can't take. Um, but yeah, yeah, know your limits, but also challenge yourself. So that's pretty con counterintuitive, but um, I think that you can make both work. Um, and just mm -hmm. like don't, th I don't know. I am very much uh, about prioritizing your own happiness and your own mental health over school because in the end, like, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, where do you go to school? It matters, like, you know, if you enjoy it and if you enjoy your life because, like, why, why would you want to be in a miserable to like state of mind but like at like you know your dream college quote unquote but um I don't know I think that it's like like school is such a hard thing that I think that um just I don't know um definitely like keep a balance and don't try to like overexert yourself mm -hmm. yeah my sister is in the process of picking out high school classes right now and she was thinking I think of doing maybe four AP classes and I said to her are you interested in taking history AP class? Because that was the one that she'd either take or wouldn't take. Yeah. I said, is that something you're passionate about, taking U.S. government? Like, is that really what you want to... Like, I didn't say it in, like... I, I said it in a more neutral way. <laughs> I said, are you, like, passionate about this? Is this something that you're going to be entertained and want to take? And she said, no. And I said, okay, then don't take AP. Yeah. You know? If you're not... And that doesn't work for everything, but, like, if if you're going to try to think about putting on a fourth AP or a third AP where it just, it's not something you care about, yeah. don't do it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I know for me, senior year, I ended up taking AP Chemistry and AP Calc. And the combination of those was the worst thing uh, ever. Yeah. Because while I'm pre-med and I take science courses here, both teachers that I had for those classes were horrible teachers. They were nice-ish. Mm. 
but like they weren't good at teaching mm-hmm. and I struggled so much mm-hmm. and I it was just so horrible for me in my senior year because of those classes and like I don't look back and I'm not like wow like that made me like yeah. grow I'm like that sucked yeah that really sucked so like don't like push yourself and take classes that are hard like Kara said but like Again, I'm just, like, repeating what you said. Like, don't put so much on yourself that you're not going to be able to handle it, you know? Yeah, and also in college, like, AP, for people who are outside of the U.S., is advanced placement, and it's basically a college class in high school. And I think that, like, um, I don't know, I was, like, so much more stressed about school in high school than I am in college. 100%. Yeah, because, like, you're in in class for, like, eight hours a day. You have to wake up so early. Like, our our school started at 7.30 in the morning you know, went to, like, 2.30 in the afternoon, and then you're so tired, and then you have, like, so much work to do, and, like, it's unlike, it's not like college where you get to, you know, like, make your, like, you have different classes, and you only have class, like, maybe, like, at most three times a week, sometimes one time a week, sometimes one time a week, sometimes two, but, like, you know, um, you're gonna have so much more time to do um, work and readings and stuff that I think that, like, sometimes the classes that you might, um, uh, be interested in, but are a lot of work would be worth saving for, uh, college. Like, I know I took a art history class in high school. Um, it was one of my four AP classes in, in, uh, what's it called? Senior year. And it was just like, it was something I was interested in, but like, because I had so much work and so little time to do it because of just like the way high school is, like, I really hated it. Um, in a lot of ways, just because I don't know, it just sometimes like it's worth saving to, um, for college, just because you're going to have more time and you're going to be, I don't know, the schedule is a lot, like, more flexible. Mm -hmm. And and from my experience with um, AP Chem, and then I, in freshman year, I took chemistry. Freshman year chemistry at my college was so easy compared to AP chemistry. It is so different. Mm -hmm. So, like, like, waiting for college is a really good idea Mm -hmm. for a lot of these. Like, it was not worth it taking chemistry in senior year, unless that's what, like, miraculously got me into a school. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think that may have helped my freshman year be easier because I'd yeah. already taken AP Chem. But I honestly didn't learn most of what went on yeah. in that AP class. <laughs> it just went over my head and I sort of faked it. And you can you can sometimes fake it till you make it oh, type yeah. thing. Where, like, you really don't know what's happening, but you're still getting the grades because you're doing enough to, like, yeah. do okay in That's the class. That's so weird how that works. I don't know how I passed chemistry in sophomore year of high school. I, and I did really well, better than some people who, like, understood what was going on. Because, like, I was just, like, completely, like, oblivious, just, like, floating my way through this chemistry <laughs> class. But, like, somehow I did well. So, uh, who knows? I don't know. It's all about cheating the system, guys. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, don't put... I don't know. I'd rather, like, be... I don't know. I'd rather be in a class that I really like and I'm learning so yeah. much and get a lower grade than be in a class that I hate that I'm just like don't know what's going on and get a better grade. I just rather have the experience and I know that's like not like, you know, what you're taught to do. Um, but you just have to like take it for your own take it in your mm. own way and just like uh, you know, value the experience and not just like focus so heavily on grades, which I know is like so hard to do because that's like what you're you know, like do care about grades, but don't like let it be your end all be all like complete like definition of yourself yeah so true mm-hmm. all right anything else about high school classes no but if you're in high school I'm praying for you because that was a terrible time at least for me <laughs> it gets better people. it really does it's crazy <laughs> um okay our next 
question comes from a listener on Instagram, wolfgirl underscore directioner, who said, I heard you guys might be doing an advice episode, and I wanted to know if you guys could do advice about depression and anxiety and being insecure about yourself. Um, I think this is a super important topic. Yeah. And Kara, you're going to head us off on this. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we've been really open um, in this episode and I think that's like super important. So, you know, this isn't like the most fun to talk about topic um, ever, but I think that it's really important and, um, you know, I'm going to be open with y'all because I think if I can even help like one person, um, that would be worth it. Or just, you know, like getting it out there and like being... um, you know, just laying it all on the table, um, would be helpful. Um, so yeah, I've struggled with depression and anxiety. Um, I struggled with depression pretty severely throughout high school and anxiety. They go hand in hand. It's a nice combo pack usually. Um, (laughs) and I'm still dealing with anxiety and I just wanted to like give some of my, you know, life hacks, if you will, um, how to sort of navigate that. Um, especially I think it was worse in high school, just for a number of reasons. And um, I think that what really helped me to get the help I needed slash like accept myself um, what were two of my friends who are very open about mental health um, issues and just talk about it very openly and like without shame. And I think that's like what really helped me. So that's like why I'm doing this and like why I'm going to be open. Um, so my first like overarching headline is ask for help like I cannot like underline this enough like imagine this in is in huge bold red font just like flashing neon like ask for help and it is so hard to do it is the worst thing admitting and I already talked about like how I hate asking for help and to just be so vulnerable and say like you know like um I am not doing well mentally you know I'm not feeling well it's hard because there's such a stigma around mental health that, you know, even just like saying that you suffer from anxiety or depression, like people will, might look at you different, but like you have to know that like you're doing the best thing that you can for yourself and you have to value yourself enough to, um, you know, know that you're worth it and, you know, getting help is going to just make your life so much better. And I think, um, so I'm going to like do talk about it more specifically just like in high school it's like different from college high school is so much harder because you're sort of I mean if you're anything like me you're kind of like under you know you're under the reign of your parents I guess and it's harder to just um go out and get help because you know you have to go through insurance and you have to like tell your parents like for me I didn't drive slash don't still but um so I had to like be taken to appointments and stuff but I think that um just telling your parents that you're like struggling is just like the first and most important step I think or just like you know a guardian and um just know that what you're feeling is valid and whatever they say if they're trying to like downplay it just know don't like let that get you confused I guess just like know that you are feeling these things and you know you are correct in what you're feeling. Like, they can't tell you how you feel. Like I love my parents so much and I love my mom so much, but um she sometimes like doesn't really understand it, which I can understand because um tr- like trying to explain how your brain works to someone else who like especially for like anxiety and depression, like 
you can't like transfer it. Like it's not like a mind meld where you can explain like how you're feeling. Cause like people just assume that the way their brain works is the way everyone else's brain works. So especially with mental health, it's so weird because it is a different like way your brain works. So it, you, it's really hard to explain, but like just like trying to um, tell your parents that um, is it's gonna make your life better because then they can help you get the help you need. And I'm, I'm kind of just assuming, um, I don't know, that people have parents that would want or like be able to help them. Sometimes it's not as easy as it is um, or as I'm making it out to be, which I like understand and I, I sympathize with you. Maybe go through um, a guidance counselor at school that would also be a good way. Um, but yeah, asking for help is nothing to be ashamed of. And I think that's like what I, the baseline of what I want to talk about today. <laughs> Am I doing a presentation? This feels like it. I have like <laughs> some note cards. Like yeah. But like, I just like, I wanted to like get through, like get through all my points and like really, you know, cover the topic. I've been trying, uh, been meaning to like write a blog post about that because, or about this because, uh, I don't know. I just have a lot of feelings and things to say but it's like you know it's a hard topic to broach so I think that like doing it this way is kind of easier because I'm kind of letting putting less pressure on myself to like be perfect about it but yeah so Wait, I before you go on yeah um can I give some statistics on this oh things? yeah go ahead throw them out okay so I'm actually uh I'm like a psych major and I'm taking a psychopathology and clinical psych class currently and we actually are talking about depression right now, and we just finished up anxiety. And I think sometimes, like, hearing the actual numbers of people that are going through the same thing is, yeah. like, really comforting. Um, so in terms of um, specifically panic attacks, 40% of the population is going to experience a panic attack in their life. 40%. Um so, like, that is a lot of people. Yeah. And and in terms of um, depressive disorders, 16% of people over their life will experience a major depressive disorder. Um, so that's one in eight people, about. So recognize that this is not something where you're, like, alone in this at all. Yeah. And there are, And it's totally okay to be uh, having the feelings that you're having and, yeah. like... It doesn't make you, like, weird or anything. A lot of people are going through the same thing. Yeah. And it's just, like, weird because when you're in it, it feels so isolating. I don't think there's, like, there's, it just, it's crazy because you think you're the only one that feels this way. Um, mm -hmm. And, I mean, it just, yeah. But just and it's know, a lot, It's yeah. a lot on our society and oh, how yeah, much sure. we shut up mental health yeah. and don't talk about it. But the more that we talk about it and share the better it will get and it'll help people, I think. And that's that's one of the reasons we're talking about it. Yeah, um, definitely. I totally agree. And I think that bringing up statistics is really important. Um, and I think that even just like knowing um, what anxiety and depression is is so helpful because I was like struggling with it and I didn't really know what it was and just like being able to put a label on it and put a name to it was like so relieving to me and I think the fact that like um, we're slowly getting to a place in society where we do open like somewhat openly talk about it more so than we have in the past um but also I think that even just talking about it isn't enough and I think that we have to like uh you know get rid of the stigma um 
you know, about getting treatment too, because there's a, there's a stigma around having mental illness and there's a stigma about getting help for your mental illness, which is just ridiculous because there's a no-win situation. Um, but back mm-hmm. to asking for help, there's there's no shame to it. And um, I thought honestly think that any everyone, anyone and everyone can benefit from going to therapy because there's nothing embarrassing about it. It's honestly just like having someone to sort out your feelings with and your thoughts with it doesn't even have to be like this deep session where you're crying all the time um every single session you know um it can just be like as simple as like sorting through you know a conflict you're having with your friends and just having someone else who's outside of the friend group to um talk to and like sort through your feelings and just like it's an unbiased uh, opinion because anyone in your life is going to be biased towards you but like a therapist is not going to be um, you know, obviously they're gonna have your best interest in mind, but also with therapists. My the first therapist that I ever went to was in high school, it was junior year of high school, and um, I had no experience with it, so I didn't know what, like a good therapist versus a bad therapist was. And I think that um, you kind of just assume that like they're all gonna be good, but they're not all equal. Um, so I think that like sort of if you're not vibing with a therapist, definitely make sure to. Um... Caitlin, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. For some reason, it, like, sounds like you're not there. Like, I don't even hear the static. But, no, that's yeah. what happens. I think if you're quiet too long, it, like, it shuts you up or something. That's so I weird. It keeps okay. happening to you when I talk. <laughs> okay. Okay, good to know. Um, it's, like, very disarming. Um, but anyway, so, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so, like, therapists. If you're not, like, vibing with one, just know that, like, there's other options. And definitely don't be afraid to, like, switch it up because I think that, like, having a bad therapist is almost if not worse than having like no therapist at all because they can do a lot of damage to your um mental health um and also I want to talk about medication because I think that's such a stigmatized topic um I'm currently taking medication for anxiety and I it took me a long 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 time like years probably six oh man more yeah seven years of having a mental illness to finally like be okay with taking medication. I remember proudly like walking into my like first therapist session and like asking or she was like asking me if like medication would ever be like a um thing I wanted to try and I was like no I never want to be reliant on something to like you know make me feel blah blah blah. but um so I've had friends who thankfully have changed my mind on that and made me realize that it's nothing to be ashamed of to take medication to make you able to like live your life um uh, you know, medication isn't for everyone. So definitely like talk to someone, you know, talk to a a psychiatrist, psychologist about it, um, and just figure out what's best for you. But I just want to put it out there that there's nothing shameful about having, or, you know, needing medication. Um, because it can absolutely change your quality of life. Like I'm telling you that like, it has absolutely benefited me for, in so many ways. And I think that like, um, you know, medication is not going to work for everyone, but I think that being open to it is definitely a healthy thing to, to have or to be um and also just seeing a few little cheesy things um that are true and I feel like if I heard them like six years ago or like you know a while ago I'd be like uh okay like whatever like you don't understand but um you know your mental illness is a part of you but it doesn't define you it's not like your end-all be-all you it it you know hinders you but also it doesn't have to be um you know, the only thing that you are, it isn't the only thing you are, you know, you have so many aspects to you and it's just something, you know, it's, I don't know, you didn't choose to have this, you know, you're not, um, 
any better or any worse for having it. Um, it's just something that was like, you know, happened because of your brain, you know, you, you didn't have anything to do with it. So I just, you know, don't be ashamed of it because you didn't choose it. So that's one thing. Also, things will get better, which is, I know, cheesy and cliche, but it really does. If you told me like four years ago that I would be this happy and like just um, this stable and, um, you know, so, I don't know, just happy with the friendships and the relationships I have in my life and just um, so positive um, in my thought process, like I would be like just blown away and also couldn't believe it. But I think that um, you know, with like with help and, you know, op being open about it and being willing to get um, treatment, um, things can really change. And um, I like cannot tell you how much of a difference like I have seen within myself um, within the past couple of years. And it's just like insane how much can change. Um, and also just be like gentle with yourself while you're going through this because um, um, someone's yelling around my house. Anyway, um, yeah, so def definitely be gentle with yourself while you're going through this because, you know, it's, it's hard and sometimes, we'll, some days will be better than others. Um, but definitely just know that you'll, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm learning that with myself and, you know, some days are terrible, but some days are really good and you have to just like focus on the positive because that's like what's going to help most is just focusing on um, the small things and, you know, the good days. Um, so, yeah. And also like find ways to distract yourself, especially like if you're, um, you know, especially like with panic attacks or just like uh, anxiety attacks. Um, I found that like finding different ways to like distract yourself or like doing things that you know make you happy is so helpful. Like, especially like watching a TV show like that, you know, like Parks and Rec, that's a great one to go just pop on and just like um, have. And it definitely like distracts your mind from that. And also like, you know, like maybe like talking to someone um, if that if that's what helps you sometimes like being by yourself can make you like just like your thoughts just like on a running turntable like all the time. Uh, um, I'm like running out of breath. Um, also dancing. That's like a fun thing to like get your mind off of it. I once read that like or like heard that like dancing is like a form of meditation because it like brings you out of your mind and into your body, which is so cool. And I think that's like an awesome way to think about it. Um, so yeah, just like find different ways to distract yourself and make yourself happy when you're like in a particularly bad state. I think it's definitely a helpful thing to um, also do. So that's my little spiel. I hope that um, someone could, you know, be helped by that a little bit. Um, basically, just be willing to get help or like be open to get help. Um, you know, that's things will get better. Things sometimes won't be easy, but it's definitely worth it. Like I've had so many great experiences that I wouldn't have had if I didn't, you know, stick it out. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to add to that, like, I, I hope this has helped. And also like, I know not, not for mental health things for me. Um, but just like anything that you're going through again, use online as a resource. Yeah. Um, I know for different things, just watching YouTube videos of people talking about things has been so comforting to me, whatever mm -hmm. it is that you're going through, whether that be like transitioning into college or like something with your mental health, um, like hearing other people's stories and like having that, if you don't have people around you to validate your experiences, like yeah. use online as a way to 
do that. And also just to educate yourself as well. Yeah. Like, look up videos on different things to know what what's out there and, and like, I don't know, educate yourself so that it's not a stigma and that so that we can learn and grow and, like, the best way to talk about these things. Because it can be uncomfortable, possibly, but if you are more prepared for it, then it's going to be less uncomfortable and more easy to talk about and, like, it's just going to help progression in general. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right. Do you have anything else to say, Cruppies? Nope, that was my little my little speech of Thank the day. Thank you for sharing. It was very mm-hmm. good. Thank you. Um, all right. Last question. This isn't really an advice one, um, but it's just sort of a general one that we're throwing in there. This comes from at SummerStars01 on Twitter, who I think is the same person as um Mary Jane Perez, but they oh, changed yeah. their name. Mm-hmm. Um But uh, this one is, will you be voting for president now that you're of age? So Kara and I were both 17. Were we both 17 last? uh, Yeah, last. Oh, this is a sore subject, my friend. Um, (laughs) Last election. Yeah, last election, I was like two weeks away from being 18, the last like presidential election. Um, But, you know, I'm voting this time. So that's your answer is heck yes. Yes, we're voting. We're voting in the primaries as well. Yep. Um, Kara's doing her, ab- what is it called? Absentee ballot. I just did it today, absentee. actually. I was going to say absinthe ballot. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, absentee ballot. And um, I'm going to be voting as well. And I think it's just super important that oh we vote. Oh my God, yeah. Especially with who we have running. Um, Trump is crazy. And please don't put him into to office. Like, please go out and vote. Like, just think of how horrifying it would be. Just, like, please. Yeah. Like, I am literally begging you. Yeah. Like, if you're in the U.S. and of age, please go out and vote because I think that, like, it is, like, we're so lucky that we can vote and have, like, an impact. And, like, people who are, like, oh, like, my vote doesn't matter. Like, yes, it does. Like, it obviously does. If no one voted, nothing would happen. Right. Like, and it doesn't make sense. if everyone's saying their vote doesn't matter, then yeah. that's, like, a ton of people. Exactly. Whose votes and, like, added up would matter. I think that if you can vote and you don't, like, you don't really get a right to complain about um, if, like, the politician you don't like gets into office because you didn't even try to stop it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, um, man, I'm I'm just this is this whole presidential election. It's giving me like so. It's just I getting know. me. It's nervous. not. It's not like a joke. This is serious. No, where yeah. we could have someone who is racist and like sexist, so Islamophobic. Sexist, like yeah. it's a list. It's and it's scary when you see things comparing what he says to things like Hitler what yep. Hitler said it's mm-hmm. it's just scary and yeah. uh, if you can vote please vote I was even joking with my sister the other day that we should all like um I'm a democrat or I guess I'm yeah I I guess I'm a democrat um I mean I'm not a republican but I don't know like <laughs> uh, all the like specific terms um but we were joking about we should all like sign up as Republican just so that we can vote in people the primaries and keep Trump out of office. Yeah, people have definitely done that. I've seen um, people post on Facebook, which is pretty noble of them. Like, shout out to y'all. Um, and I think that like this is kind of this is still on topic, but kind of side project. What 
I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, like, I think that, like, especially, like, as women, like, women had to, like, fight, like, a lot to vote. Um, so, like, hard to, like, even get the vote that, like, I would feel so terrible, like, not, like, you know, making use of it. Like, they just, like, you know, I just, that's the way I think, that it just, like, people have fought so hard to get the right to vote, and, like, people in other countries don't get to vote. Um, so I think it would just be, like, unfair to not even take use of that or mm -hmm. make use of it. Yeah. So definitely vote if you're of age and you have the ability to do so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, we could talk more politics if you guys want eventually, but <laughs> um, this is getting quite long now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the freaking longest advice episode ever. <laughs> Oh my god, we had literally, like, five questions, and we, we were like, oh, maybe we're probably not gonna have enough, and we literally talked for, like, over two hours. I know. Or maybe two hours, like, it's just, like yeah. It's, like, an hour and 55 minutes right now. Oh, lol. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we'll do this again in the future, and you guys can write us in again. Um, yeah, that's fun. It was really nice. I like this. I like just being able to, like, talk and give my advice, and, because I feel like I know I would like to hear people talk about these things. Yeah. Um, especially people that I sort of know, not like know personally, but know from a podcast. Um, yeah. To hear their opinions and just like sharing experiences is so important as well. Yeah, exactly. I think that it just like, I think that whole quote about like, be the person that your younger self would have needed is so important mm, and yeah. just like such a great thing because I think that like, you know, like I'm doing this because like if I had someone who told me all these things when I was like 14 or 15, like my life could have been, you know, mm -hmm. easier, faster, I guess, um, yeah. and just better overall. So I think that, like, yeah, it's definitely, you know, um, I don't know. It just, yeah, definitely sharing experiences. Like, everyone has such a different experience that, like, everyone can learn from everyone. Like, it's mm -hmm. so cool to think about. Yeah. And if you, if this helped, and if you wrote a question or if you didn't write a question, we'd love to hear from you and, like, hear yeah. if... Uh, you agree with us or if you have more to add to the conversation mm -hmm. um, because you guys have different experiences please yeah. write in and like we yes. can retweet and talk about this more because all of these topics are extremely important especially for like I think the age group of our listeners mm -hmm. um, so definitely like write in and let us know what you think about this yeah um, thank you guys for listening to bonus episode number five of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Follow us on Tumblr or our website, talkdirection.tumblr.com. Visit our Instagram, talkdirection, or follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster, and that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, <laughs> where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Did we do that usually? I feel like we don't. I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> like, what else goes... Oh, well, actually, I have literally no idea. Why was that so awkward? Bonus episodes are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not the bonus episodes. The opening and closing of them. Just yeah, it's just, really like, confusing. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening. We'll have a bonus episode up, actually, very soon um, after this one gets released because... We have all the other Harry Potter stuff that we didn't get to shove on last episode that we're just going to put into a bonus episode as well. Um, so look forward to that. Um, but yeah, thank you. And we'll see you soon. Bye!